Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, this is Sandy Weiner, and uh, I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio. Whoops, I'm having a little interference here. Um, I was just called by my guest, so I um, I need to message him back. I think he might be having trouble calling in, so um, just hang with me for one second. Um, so, yes, I am Sandy Weiner. I'm a dating and love coach at lastfirstdate.com, and I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio. We are a featured show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships. Every week, I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. And today, I'm going to be speaking with author L.A. Knight about how women and men can think very differently in relationships. As a dating coach, I help women over 40 become more confident and finally have the healthy, lasting, loving relationships that they desire. I have watched far too many women giving up their value and accepting mere crumbs of attention from men, and that's why it is my mission to help women become women of value, and they do that by letting go of the past and releasing their unconscious blocks that sabotage their relationships. I also help them learn to trust their intuitions. They can comfortably open up their hearts, be more vulnerable, and create deeper and more meaningful connections. I want women to truly understand men, to amp up their femininity, and communicate their needs and wants. Because when you become a woman of value, you inspire a man's commitment to lasting love. Every week I share a tip on how to become a woman of value, and today's tip is to create a life that energizes you and fills you up. If you want to become a woman of value who attracts her best partner, please head over to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for my new free guide, The Top 10 Reasons Why Men Pull Away or Disappear, and How You Can Finally Attract and Keep the Love That You Deserve. Please stop sabotaging your love life and start taking back your control by being a true woman of value. I also invite you to join my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. So you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Your Last First Date. The conversation there is positive, supportive, and juicy, and it's for women only, women who are over 40. This show, however, is for men or women, and um, I invite all of you to, um, to tune in every week. I am going to quickly email my, um, my guest today, and... Um, let me just see what's going on because uh, I know he tried to reach me and I don't want to miss out on um, on having him here because he's a really cool guy. Um, so let me just message and I will be right back with you. Um, 
Okay, so here we go. Yeah, so his name is L.A. Knight, and he wrote a book called Dog Training the American Male, which is a very funny book. And we're going to be talking about how men and women can think differently in relationships. Um, he, this is the first of several comedic novels published by author L.A. Knight in the hopes of both entertaining readers while keeping the wolves at bay, as he says. L.A.'s late father believed that laughter was the best medicine. He passed down his sense of humor and a lifetime of love and wisdom to share with the world. And, um, yeah, so he's still not here. I hope that he comes on soon. I did uh, message his publicist to... Um, hopefully get a message to him as quickly as possible. Um, in the meantime, I am going to tell you a little bit about this book and hope that he jumps on the call. Um, Dog Training the American Male, the concept is very interesting, and it's about um, a woman who is a radio host. She is a therapist and her name is Nancy Beach, and um, hmm, this might be him. Let me see if it is. Hang on. Is that you, L.A. Knight? Hello, this is Ethel. Oh, okay, Ethel, are you calling in with a question? Well, yeah, I got a question about my grandson, Rusty. Okay, this is a show about relationships, about men and women in relationships. Well, you don't you don't do relationships about two men. And um, that's not what the topic is today. Sorry. Ah, well, um, because I got I'm in an interspecies relationship with my cat. Okay, so um, while we wait for L.A. Knight to come on, and we're entertaining um, other people here <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Dog Training the American Male is about this character, Nancy Beach, and she's a relationship counselor. She hosts a love-centered local radio show. And the problem is that she can't seem to make her own relationships work, and her ratings go down, her credibility is in the toilet, so to speak. And she meets a guy named Jacob Cope, and he is a man filled with tons of phobias from his fear of water to his fear of um, amputees. Um, he's pretty much afraid of everything, and he has no job. He lost his job on Wall Street, and he's a ventriloquist with a Yoko Ono doll, um, kind of a crazy character. These two characters fall in love. They were set up on a blind date. They fall in love, and um, their siblings um, their siblings set them up to get them together and keep them off their keep them out of the way. So, um, um, and first, and I just heard from my guest. Um, let me just give him the phone number. I'm sorry about this, but every once in a while I have this problem where a guest tries to call in and can't get in. 
Okay. Um, I don't know that he could see it. So hang on one second. Really apologize for this. But um, one second. Trying to make sure he sees the number. Okay. Hopefully he will call in and not another person talking about interspecies um, relationships. Anyway, so to continue, um, they are set up on a blind date. They hit it off, and they are doing really well until the honeymoon stage ends. And then suddenly Nancy's getting really annoyed with Jacob's habits, his habit of dropping his... um, his shoes on the floor when he comes in, leaving the toilet seat up. Many of you can relate to that when, you know, when the honeymoon stage is over, you start to pick up on the little things that annoy you about somebody. And um, so what happens is she suddenly, uh, she, she, what she really wants very badly is a little white poofy dog. And Jacob goes out to find one and instead brings home a German Shepherd that is from the pound. He wants to save it from getting killed. And what happens next is this dog is tearing the house apart. And all of a sudden, Nancy realizes that the same techniques that are used to train her dog can be used successfully to also train her boyfriend. And I know there was a TED Talk recently that was one of the top-rated TED Talks this year, and it was about using the same techniques for training an octopus um, to training boyfriends. Um, so, yes, behavior modification can work, and um, but it depends on how it's used. Because when I first read the title of this book, I was thinking, dog training the American male. That just sounded really prejudiced and um, weird and, um, you know, so um, that's, uh, but but the book was, was interesting and um, I'm really looking for, forward to L.A. Knight calling in. This is really frustrating. Um, he said the circuits were busy. Ah, he's here. I think we have oh, him. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I've been call- trying to call him for the calling- last 15 minutes. Yeah. You were calling this number or my or my number? No, I was calling the, the call-in number I was sent, but it said all circuits are busy. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, well, I'm glad you're here. I've been, I've been killing time. I talked about the book, filled everybody in on, on the basic plot. And what I just shared is that... Um, there was a successful TED Talk this year about using octopuses, training octopuses, um, and using the same techniques on training people. And um, so let's talk about, first of all, can I call you by your real name or do you want to go by L.A. Knight? Whatever you prefer. Okay. So your name is Steve, and I was sitting there going, okay, is L.A. Knight a woman or a man? Because... Um, I'm sure you get that a lot. The The book could have been written by either gender. Um, and uh, do you get that a lot? 
Uh, actually, yeah, we've um, I've got a tremendous review from Kirkus Review, and they thought I was a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, you do understand women pretty well, and the main character starts out as a woman, um, as a Nancy Beach, and um, you know, and also understanding the annoyances that women feel when men leave up the toilet seat and things like that. So, yeah, that's um, it. Was interesting to read it, and so I was I, until last night. I didn't know that you were a man. Um, yeah. So, and this is a different genre for you. You usually write a very different kind of book. So, can you tell a little bit about the types of books you you write and what what led you to write this book? Well, my real name is Steve Alton. I'm a New York Times best-selling author. My other books are I have 16 published uh, thrillers, uh, including Meg, which is a novel about a car carrying on Megalodon, the prehistoric great white shark and uh, that's being adopted into a movie as we speak and uh, Mm. Training American Male is my first comedy and so because it was a completely different genre I felt it best to have a um, a a, um, pseudonym and uh, L.A. is actually uh, the initials for my late father Lawrence Alton who is our knight in shining mm. armor. That's why the K-N-I-G-H-T at the end. Mm. Yeah, I saw the forward. It sounded like he was a big influence in your life. Yes, he was. But Don't yeah. Train the American Male, it's a laugh-out-loud comedy. It's about, I'm sure you've covered it, but it's about a female radio talk show host and a relationship guru, but none of her relationships ever work out. And when her new living boyfriend comes home with a, 120-pound German Shepherd, she secretly begins using dog training techniques on him and the dog. Right. So, um, and I read somewhere that you had, a, or maybe it was in the book, that you had a German Shepherd, and it's loosely based on your own experience. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, well, um, yeah, we did have a German Shepherd, our first German Shepherd. Um, the reason that the this the story sort of came about is because I got into a little bit of a spat with my wife. We've been married for 25 years, and that happens occasionally. And um, in the middle of the spat, my dog happened to walk by, and my wife yelled at the dog, and the dog listened perfectly. And I thought, well, how is it that the dog can understand what my wife's saying, but I don't seem to understand at all? And uh, while I was thinking about that later, I realized, you know, dogs and men, we're kind of alike, you know, we're, we're we're sort of simple-minded, straightforward creatures. Uh, when we're pups, we love to play ball. You know, there's no toilet around, and we have we have to go to the bathroom. We have no problem with lifting our leg on a tree, or uh, we both take pride in stupid things like our bowel movements. You know, what guy hasn't launched the perfect torpedo and given it a good look before flushing? And you know, I don't think a woman would ever think of doing that. And dogs <laughs> howl when we're happy. Men howl when we score a touchdown. Or, you know, we're both getting yelled at for innocently dragging mud in the house or humping our wife's leg when she's not in the mood. And so I, I thought, you know, if dogs can listen, then why can't man? Why can't man be trained? And, and you know, I think men would prefer that because, you know, that way it takes the guessing out of things with women. You know, we're, we're, men are never seem to understand fully what a woman is saying, comprehend her emotions. And, you know, if we had the, some basic set of rules, I think we'd get along a lot better. 
Well, I have to agree with you on, on the guesswork and the fact that men are terrible mind readers. And uh, one of the things I work on as a dating coach is helping women to be fully expressed and really ask for what they want and tell men what they want because they don't know. And the women who can be more expressive in especially expressing their needs uh, attract men who respect them, who cherish them, who do what they want, who make them happy. Um, But there's a difference between telling a man what you want and commanding. You know, so there's there were some nuances in the book as well, like where the first the first trainer wasn't quite as effective as the second. So can you talk about that a little bit? What 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 was the fail in the first? You know, what failed with the first trainer? Well, our first trainer was a woman, and uh, she believed in the reward technique, uh, where if you you know the dog sits and gives you a paw and stuff like that, you give it a treat and. You know, you're training the dog to work for treats. Uh, and that, that does work to a certain extent. And, and Nancy Beats, the um, the female radio talk show host in Dog Training the American Male, she does the same thing. And uh, But that only works for so long. And, of course, the treats with a guy are a little bit different, you know, more like um, food and sex and things like that. Uh, but our second trainer was um, a former police dog trainer, and he had a whole sort of different criteria on how to train a dog, and that's what Nancy uses on her boyfriend, and um, that's when things really start to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was far more effective. Um, so what what kinds of techniques did he use that were different? Well, uh, you know, with dog police dog training you're you're conditioning the dog to do certain activities and and uh to heal and stay and 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 uh block and attack and things like that and and the motivation's a lot different with a guy uh you you're getting into all door, uh sorts of things like conditioning and ball playing and utilizing the leash and separation anxiety and breeding rituals and toys and accessories and neutering your pet and training and obedience training and then finally of course we have the shock collar and Nancy's boyfriend doesn't quite go for that <laughs> right um, yeah she went a little too far with that one um, so um, I'm, I'm wondering also you bring in the Kabbalah um, towards the end of the book and um, what what motivated you is there something in your life that was uh, that was a catalyst for having somebody who did Kabbalistic training? Uh, yeah, I, I have studied Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. And so and, what, uh, you know, what was your... You know, it's just spiritual, you know, honoring God through, you know, spiritual beliefs. And, and uh, it just, you know, it had sort of a nice ring to it at the end. Mm-hmm. No, I like that part a lot. And um, I've studied a little bit of Kabbalah as well, but I was wondering where, what motivated you to add that to the book. Um, there's another part of the book that talks about the 99%. So can you tell us how the 99% relates to relationships and how can using it help couples have long-lasting relationships? 
Well, the the ninety nine percent is is just the belief that uh, the physical world that we live in represents only one percent of reality, and that the ninety nine percent of reality is what happens after you pass away. That you know, it's that's what the real reality is. It's the afterlife. It's it, you know, it's the uh, complete and you know utter happiness and and um, you know it's it's a uh, it's interesting, you know, because Kabbalah is basically an ancient study, and and um, you know, I I was attracted to it because it gave me the first explanation that I really understood for why the Big Bang happened and what the Big Bang was and what what, what existed prior to the Big Bang, and and it, you know, it's it's pretty deep stuff, but um, uh, you know, at, it, you know, it has to deal with what. What we'll never know what God is, what the Creator is, but we we all have in us in us the essence of the Creator and the spark of the Creator, which is the soul, and uh, the essence of the Creator is to share. And so, you know, we were created by the the one single creation in all of eternity has been the creation of the uh, the soul, and. Uh, when the Big Bang happened, there was a reason it happened, and you know, I don't know if you want me to get too deep into this because it's, it's a pretty deep subject. Um, I mean, you can go a little deeper, but what I really want to know and have you focus on is how it affects relationships and, and lasting relationships in particular. Well, um, how does it affect relationships? I guess it's just understanding that, you know, if we want to be like the Creator, we have to share. Share what? Well, you know, share what you want to share. I mean, share how you want to be treated. I'm not sure what your 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 which way you're tugging this. No, I'm just curious about you know. Your thoughts. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't write a Kabbalah book. I, I you know, I, I wrote a comedy. So. Um, right, but you do talk about the ninety-nine percent. So um, and you. Yeah. Had it, in relation to you know how, Jacob starts to really transform when he finds this spiritual side. Well, he becomes less selfish and more selfless, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what helps him the most. Yeah. Right, and his ego was less involved, right? Right. Okay. Um, So you talked a little bit about how your wife of 25 years um, knew how to talk to the dog in a way that, that you didn't understand at the time. And I'm wondering if if any of these dog training methods that you talk about were used on you by your wife at some point. Well, I've tried to encourage it, but she hasn't gone to it yet. But uh, we did a Skype. I did a Skype interview where um, um, a female radio talk show host was interviewing me, and my wife had a a dog collar on me, and a and a choker chain, and. Every and every time she disagreed with what I was saying, she was sitting behind me with a, wearing a pair of spiked heels and and yanking me on the the chain and 
by the end of the interview, uh, I wasn't getting along with either my wife or the radio talk show host, and the two of them were talking amongst themselves. That's funny. Sounds painful. Um, okay, I have I have a question for you. Um, towards the end of the book, this is something I read. I, I'm something that made me bristle a little bit because I am I am 60 years old, and you have this comment in here about a woman who comes into the office of um, the gynecologist. Yeah. And. Um, this woman Helen enters the treatment area, and you, oh Edna, sorry, Edna Dombrowski, and you call her an elderly woman, and she's sixty-three years old, <laughs> and I'm like, sixty-three is not elderly. I just had a bone to pick about that. Well, I'm fifty-seven, and I feel elderly. <laughs> okay, well, I don't. So, yeah, I just took offense at that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, those were that was just one thing that I hit bookmarked. Um yeah, so you have a scene also in chapter twenty six where Nancy's talking to herself in the mirror and she says that behavior modification takes time. And in translating this to the world outside of the book, are you of the belief that you can teach people how you want to be treated in a relationship? Um, <laughs> having been married for 25 years, I think you can attempt it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can lead a dog to water and, but you can't make the dog drink, but, you know, hopefully you can make the dog a little thirsty on occasion. You know, it, I think men can be trained. I do believe that. I, I think men can be trained because we're simple creatures and we just, if you tell us what we get, and we want the reward, then we're willing to do things for it. If you tell me that I'm going to make love to my wife tonight if I do the dishes, I'll do the dishes. That's easy for me to comprehend as a man. It's a simple one task equals the other. If you tell me I need to get along with my wife for the entire day, that's a little bit more obtruse and uh, quite a bit more subjective, and that's uh, quite a bit harder. And that's the problem with men, in, because you know, we w- we want to be understood ourselves. We just essentially tell us what we have to do, and we'll do it. But if 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 we have to constantly jump out through hurdles that we don't know exist, that's where we always get in trouble. At least I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with women, women um, I don't think women can be trained that way. I think, you know, women are more like, you know, herding squirrels. It's a little bit more difficult to do. Uh, We're men and we're more simple that way. We're more like dogs. Hmm. Do you think most men will agree with you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. (laughs) That's because I'm a man. (laughs) That's because you're a man. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, the whole point is that... Women women are just much more complex in their thought processes, and they, um, they're they not trained to be direct like men are. And I think when women can be direct and say what they want, um, so, like, let's, let's just say you said 
you know, if you know you're going to have sex, you'll do the dishes, right? So what if you're not having sex and, and she wants you to do the dishes? Is there a way that she can ask you to do the dishes that would be something you'd be more responsive to than another way? Sure, as, as long as she asks as opposed to taking the roundabout way of making her point that she never gets help doing the dishes. Then it becomes mm-hmm. a debate on whether I help her with the dishes. You know, I'll give you a for instance. You know, I, I actually found myself in an argument uh, with my my dear wife of you know a few days ago, where she brought something up that I said 18 years ago. It's mm-hmm. almost like uh, oh, you know, she has a, a built-in Google uh, search yeah. that instantly located a simple phrase that I said 18 years ago. Now, how do I defend myself from 18 years ago? I can't even remember what I did 18 minutes ago, and right. yet, um, you know that. See, guys aren't ready for that kind of stuff. That's, well, that's nobody coming wants out somebody of to bring. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody to tell me that either. That they held on to something for 18 years that would make me pretty upset. You know, better to get things out in the moment and deal with them, and then put them aside. You know, and it's important to do that, but. Some people don't let things go. Um, Anyway, tell us where we can get the book, um, because people may be interested in purchasing a copy. Well, Dog Training the American Mail is available in stores, and it's available on Amazon.com. All right. Well, thank you, Steve, for coming on the show. Sorry we had a little glitch at the beginning, but um, we were to get you on. And uh, good luck with the book. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Great day.